Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 5, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, it's pretty obvious. The market is pushing up against the old highs. It did peak its head above the high, didn't close at a new closing high. From a daily chart perspective, this is what we've been discussing. They've been eating time off the clock, building energy to make another push higher. Where can that push take the market? 448.90 to 450.24 is absolutely on the table. We don't know the market will get there, but if the market begins getting close, don't discount that zone. Could we be in for one of these blow-off scenarios that take the market up for a few days into next week? Well, let's talk about the potential catalyst or spark that could send the market in one direction or the other. Either way, tomorrow we have the phony jobs number. So at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, they're going to come out with the Labor Department comes out with the non-farm payroll report. Now, I'm not sure exactly why they eliminate farmers. Pretty sure they're a major part of the economy, but nevertheless, they'll put out a number, the market will whip around, and it will decide whether it wants to continue making new highs, rally up into the weekend at new highs, or do they want to kill the tape and they'll blame the number or give the excuse to the number one way or the other. Either direction of the market will be due to the number. Now, let's look at this thing from a common sense and logical perspective. Does it look like they're going to fall apart? Now, that doesn't mean much because they can fall apart at any point in time. But here's the point. There's always a method to the madness. They've been eating time off the clock for like 10 days. They're hanging around the highs. They broke out once again today by pennies, closed near the old high, which was only from the other day. The trend is your friend. All that stuff is the entire market and the potential new highs leading into the weekend at Jeopardy with tomorrow's phony jobs number. I don't know. We'll see. But the common sense in me says they're going to send the market up into the weekend once again. We're not going to learn anything from looking at the 240 chart, the 120 chart, all that stuff, because the market's basically at the highs from the other day. So there's nothing new going on. The market's basically at highs. Every chart is on the precipice of a breakout, obviously. Before we get into inside the numbers, let's have a little sidebar, because I don't want any misunderstanding of what was said maybe in last night's video or any of the previous videos. I'm just going to lay it out on the table where I'm at. The market's going to put in a top. I tried to tell you where the top was. I had evidence of where I believed the top was coming in a couple of times. Worked in the short term, then the market reversed, and here we are at new highs. So I'm not going to call a top to the week, to the day, to the hour, whatever, any longer. The market's job is to make as many analysts, investors, and traders look like fools as much of the time as possible. But what I am going to tell you is, we're looking for a top. I don't know exactly how it's going to come in, and I certainly don't know exactly when it's going to come in. But what I can tell you is, it's coming in 2021. The market doesn't make this easy. It's hard to kill a bull. Here's the monthly chart. Forget about this stuff over here, the numbers, it's skewing the thing. But markets don't do this without doing the other thing, meaning 
eventually this stops, this type of move, this vertical move, this almost vertical move, far, far extended from its 20 period moving average. We call that home base. Again, on the monthly chart, to go up another 10 points or so is not a big deal. They obviously can do that in a flash. They can do it in a day, a couple of days. It's not a big deal. But in the big scheme of things, when markets do this, they always do the other thing, meaning they always revert back to the mean. Nobody ever believes it while it's happening. While this type of vertical move is happening, nobody believes that the other thing can happen. That's human nature. Our minds are programmed to think what's happening today will continue into the future. Many times, what makes a successful trader is being able to understand and being able to separate what your short-term mind might be telling you and what your real-term, logical, common sense knows to be the case what's ultimately going to happen long-term. I can tell you this, I had an email exchange today with one of the Inside the Number members. Maybe a Lazy Swing Trader member. Maybe both. I don't know off the top of my head, it's not important. But the conversation was around this, that they don't make it hard. The harder it is to find a top, the more they make you wait, the more they test your resolve, the more they test your patience, ultimately, the more the reward in the end. It's not easy. I get that. And by the way, if you believe the other thing, if you believe that there is no top coming and the market will go up forever, I get that. I respect that. Everybody's entitled to their own view of the market. And that is, in fact, precisely what makes a market. Two people or many different people look at the same set of information, the same numbers, the same charts, the same anything, and they come out with a variety of different conclusions. That is precisely what makes a market. The next question that often comes up is, well, what's going to cause this thing to end? The answer is, I have no idea. My suspicion is it could be event-driven. Something happens, whether it's the middle of the day, the middle of the night, the middle of the weekend, and all of a sudden, next scene shows everything shifts, the character of the market changes on a dime, and there's a new sheriff in town. We'll see. That's just a potential scenario. And by the way, I'll leave you with this on this topic of the conversation. Whatever everybody's looking for to be a catalyst to affect the market in one way or the other, whatever your belief is the market's going to do, whatever you're looking for for a catalyst, it's typically not going to be that thing. It's typically going to be some other thing. You have to assume that the market already knows about known knowns. What the market doesn't know about is the unknown. About inside the numbers. There's some interesting stuff inside the numbers today. Even though the market didn't do much, meaning it ran up and then it basically ate time off the clock until the last few minutes of the day when it went up again. A la eating time off the clock in a bullish flaggish kind of formation. But I want to point something very interesting out that happened. So let's just go over a couple of things, then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. The early thoughts, zero dark 30. The big picture is they're building energy for another move higher. That's the theme until it's not. You have to show up with the game plan right out of the gate. The game plan is this is what they're doing and we're using that as information until that thing changes. So the back and forth each day is just part of the eating time off the clock. 
the intraday back and forth is all nothing other than bullshit. 439.70 is important like it was yesterday. Below that on candle closes and the sellers will show up again. 440.70 to 440.85 is the gap left open, the one we were targeting yesterday. And so again, that was a target. And again, those are the big themes today. They're eating time off the clock, and here's the target. Let's move along, see what else we've got. Staying above the big fat round number, 440, that's really the key. Now, 439.70 was important, but there was another number from a very short-term perspective that came out of the woodwork, and it actually ended up being very important, at least from where I sit, I'll explain in a moment. When I scroll up, feel free to pause the video, go back to the charts, read the stuff, and go back to the charts to double-check the work. See if I'm bonkers. See if I know what I'm talking about. See if the numbers work. Let's just get our faculties from a visual perspective. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Here's a five-minute chart. The three lines you see horizontally going across the screen, the bottom one is at 439.70. The market never got there today. It was basically supported by the big fat round number. They got above it in the pre-market, they opened the day, and they basically stayed above it. One little dipsy doodle a few pennies below, and that was the end of it for the day. Now, the third number, or the top number, is 440.40. What does that represent? Well, it represents a spot that was essentially important, more important than people might have thought earlier today. And I identified it. You'll see it in the notes in a minute. And what I want to point out is, here, over lunchtime, I wasn't even around when this happened, but the market scaled back, and it made a low of 440.41, one penny above that spot. Now, it doesn't look like much now because you haven't read the thing. But if we go back to the thing and I scroll up, you're going to see a lot of the same stuff. The target, where support is, all that stuff is pretty consistent. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. 10 o'clock. 440.40 to 440.60 is support at present. Now, why do I have a colon in there instead of a dot? I have no idea, but you probably couldn't see that on the video anyway. Well, now you saw it, you took a double take. But that's not the end of that number. So here we are, I'm splitting the difference, 440.50, give or take, should be support. Now remember, this started at 10 o'clock, and here's 10.21, no change, but the market started to come down a little bit. And here, when it came into the spot at 10.30, what was support? That area. How you doing? But wait. There's more. That was just a taste test. Let's scroll up some more because I want to show you something else. Again, pause the video, read the stuff. Let's make sure we notice this. 440.50, give or take, is still the pivot and important. It's support. They're eating time off the clock. As long as they stay above on candle closes, there's another push higher coming. So we were talking about this from the morning, that as long as they stayed above this spot, first above the big fat round number, but then above 440.50. And again, this wasn't even the thing. But wait, there's more. We're talking about a spike of 441.28. That's where the push would take the market. So let's continue up and see what else we have. No change. It's a slow grind. They should be able to run that test. By the way, here's the visual. So they found support. They started running up. They never quite got there. They came up short. The high in this candle, for example, 441.13. So they made the attempt. Then the fake out ensues. The mid-morning into the lunchtime slash early afternoon shakeout operation. Again, we haven't got to this part in the notes yet. So let's continue up and see what we have. 
check out the 1211 post. By the way, they never did hit 421.28. Now that they've been eating time off the clock right under it, what does that tell you? Tells you they're building energy to push through. Closing candles below 440.40 takes that off the table. Now I'm going away, so I'm not going to watch, and I'll be back. While I'm gone, the market comes down, and it makes a low of exactly what? 440.41. Now I know the 440 is important, so that being the case, they come up short by a penny and start trading away. That's bullish. And here we are. Guess what? We're back. It's a little bit after 130. What was the recent low? 440.41. Funny how that works. Staying above still keeps the band playing on for higher prices. Tomorrow is the phony jobs number. Will they gap them up? Well, you saw what happened today. They jammed them up into the closing bell. That's the afternoon jam session at the end of the day. Now, let's have a little bit of a debrief. Two o'clock, the big picture stuff. Before the lunchtime disappearing act, we said 440.40 was the spot. Closing candles below and the higher figures were off the table. So what do they do? They run the test, they come up a penny short, turn right back around. Other than me, who thinks that's bullish. So how many times today do you think, and by the way, let's finish out the notes, that's the end of the day. How many times today do you think I pounded the table to be long the market? They're going higher as long as they stay above X or Y. That was it. Stocks on the move. Healthy list today, but only two things hit their price objective. Some of them were far away in the morning hours because stuff was down a lot, so you have to give it some rope. But then, of course, they bought them up right out of the chute, and most of them never got to their number. RVLV was one that did, and CAH was another that did. Cardinal Health today, it was a shitburger. It just didn't work. I had the wrong number. But this was one of those areas, I'm going to take this trade 100 out of 100 times, no doubt about it. Here's just a snapshot. Here's the daily chart. This is a breakout area. They came back to test the former breakout area. Here was the issue. If you want a takeaway, and here's something that holds true for stocks on the move, even from an intraday perspective. Now look what happened on the daily chart and what we discuss all the time. So the thing eight time off the clock up here, and then it traded right on through. I still thought this would provide an intraday, if nothing else, bounce opportunity, give us at least a base hit or more, and it just didn't, so it didn't work. Not happy about it. I know, you're as good as your last trade. How about Revolve Group? Don't really need to say much. You see where it closed yesterday, up at 71.13, getting a buzz cut at the open, down 15, 18%, whatever it was. It was more than that. It finished down 15%. It was down in the 20s. Pick off the low zone, they find a low, they start to rally away. And by the way, what you'll notice that happened in the first candle of the day, and we can drill down to another time frame, but it doesn't really matter. You'll see here that the low was 58.51. And what they did was they did one of those dances, the Macarena around 15.51. So they came low and they never spiked the number, they never hit the number, and then they bounced away. And the high was $60.35 over here. So they essentially did the deal. They did the base hit by coming up a few pennies short. So technically that number's off the table. So was it the second number? Absolutely, it was the second number and that was it. Just to reiterate, that was in the notes. 950, the first price on RVLV was off the table after they did the dance, but the second is not. Why did they put that up there? Because five minutes later they did the deal off the second number.
56.77 entry, up four bucks today. How you doing? What about Camp IWM? So they ran some tests of the number this week, 217.67, and here they are headed up again after doing what? Well, they're doing the thing we talked about. They went up and they're eating time off the clock in a bullish, flaggish kind of thing to go higher. Do I still love the 255 or 225.50 area after going back and forth during the week, recocking the gun a little bit more? Not sure. We'll see what happens if they get there tomorrow. Maybe they go a little higher. I'll play it real time. What's going on down at the transportation department? Nice big update today, up 1.25 or 6%, 179 points, but they've been killed. You get these snapback rallies, and that's what happens. For example, the transports are in a downtrend, so the trend changed. When you get counter-trend rallies, they're sharp, they're fast, sometimes they're a lot higher or a lot stronger than a little over 1%, a la a dead cat bounce. It's trending lower, below these three moving averages. If they can get it over 14,740, give or take, then they can get something going on the upside and likely trade them into the next set of moving averages. However, that's an if, if they can do that. Remember, the transports is my second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine. The Q people, new highs, breaking out to new highs. Same story as the SPY. There can be and likely is some more upside, but it's in the redonkulous. They're close. I think we're getting close in time. However, price is the absolute arbiter. They're at new highs, no man's land. XLF, there should be no surprises here. It's breaking out. We expected it to break out. Lazy swing traders have been expecting it to break out. We've got half of a trade in our pocket, and the other half is a risk-free, emotionless opportunity. The first half was a 50% winner. If the second half gets to target, it'll be a whole lot more. It was an option trade. It's one of those things, how can I talk about this every single day expecting to get to break out and not be in the trade? Why would I do that? Smash Mouth. Now, this is interesting. So Smash Mouth is the lone ranger that wasn't up today. The NASDAQ was up. The transports were up. The financials were up. The S&P was up. The Dow is up. Everything's up. Smash Mouth is down. They're rotating money around the clock like a merry-go-round. We don't have to read anything into it. We're not going to read anything into it. They're at new highs. They had a down day of a dollar. That's it. I just find it interesting that the one thing isn't following suit on a day when everything was being inflated. When I look at my personal list of stocks today, about two-thirds were up, one-third was down, roughly. Since we are the umpire calling balls and strikes, take a look at the 240 chart of the SMH, and you could start to make a case that there was a little bit of a reversal in the air going on. A little bit of a pickup in volume, a spike high, a red candle, that's not a reversal candle. It didn't take out this breakup candle. So the bogey really is the low here of 267.77. But it's interesting to watch. Nonetheless, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. I'm looking around the horn. I'm looking at other charts. I see other stuff. I see a similar situation going on in the hourly chart. I see the hourly reversal candle, and that's a bona fide reversal candle. Volume spike, made a high, didn't finish at the low, doesn't have to. Basically, it was a reversal candle. Now what are they doing? They're going sideways. Now here's the thing. 
It's in an uptrend. The trend is your friend. The trend is the dominant thing, right? That's not going to change, but this is worth noting. This is worth watching. What happens tomorrow if all of a sudden everything is down, out of the blue? They pull the rug out. There's a big surprise, and then the only thing we can point to is, hey, we did talk about the SMH. It is a pretty good leading indicator of the tech space. That counts for something. We don't know. It's just worth noting. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.